0: Turn your Bibles, if you will, to uh, Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8. There's uh, something that's been stirring around in my heart for a few days now, and, and uh, it seems good to the Holy Ghost and to me to, to share a little bit about it. Um, Romans chapter 8, verse 11 is a verse of Scripture that uh, I would expect that you're familiar with. It's talking about the power of the Holy Ghost to raise you up and to, to make alive your mortal bodies. Let's read verse 11, Romans 8, 11. But if the Spirit... And that word if is the word since, literally. There are four different uh, Greek words that are used throughout the New Testament for the word translated, the word if. This is in the first tense, which means since. Since the Spirit of God, or the Spirit of Him, that raised up Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken, the word quicken means to make alive, shall also quicken your mortal bodies by His Spirit that dwelleth in you. You know, it's... um, it's a funny thing, the, um, about the only time that I've ever had anybody quote that scripture to me that was looking for healing, said it in such a way that they're looking for the Holy Ghost to do the healing work of God. Um, and, and I hope I can make this clearer as, as we go. How does the Holy Ghost quicken us? I think uh, perhaps all of us have looked at that verse of Scripture and we've said, okay, well, we're looking for the Holy Ghost to, to raise us up just like he raised up Jesus. So, okay, Lord, I need healing, so you do your job. Holy Ghost, you just raise us up. But notice he says he quickens you. He quickens you. He makes you alive. How does he do that? John chapter 14, I want to read some scriptures that Jesus spoke about the Holy Ghost and the work of the Holy Ghost. John chapter 14, verse 16, Jesus said, And I'll pray the Father... And he'll give you another comforter. This word comforter is also translated helper. It means seven different things. It's literally the word paraclete. It means seven different things. But all of them provide help. All of those seven different names provide help in some way or another. So let's use helper. I'll pray the Father and he'll give you another helper. That he may abide with you forever. Even the spirit of truth. Notice Jesus calls him the spirit of truth. Even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive... Because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but you know him, for he dwells with you and shall be in you. Even the Spirit of Truth. One translation says, and I like this: "It's the Spirit; He's the Spirit of Reality." Now, t- look with me over to verse uh, uh, chapter sixteen, verse thirteen. Jesus, speaking further about the Holy Ghost, said, "Howbeit, when He, the Spirit of Truth, or the Spirit of Reality, here's the Helper, the Spirit of Truth, or the Spirit of Reality, is come." He will guide you into all truth. He will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and will show you things to come. Now it seems to be that it seems to, to, to be obvious that Jesus is talking about the Holy Ghost and the work of the Holy Ghost, he's not talking about the Holy Ghost being the power source, he's talking about the Holy Ghost being the guide. So if the same spirit that raised up Jesus from the dead dwells in us, and he does because we're believers, he will quicken our mortal bodies. How's he going to do that? Well, if he's going to do that in some other way than Jesus said he was going to be the helper, then why didn't Jesus tell us the other part? Why didn't Jesus say, Now, I'm going to pray the Father and he's going to give you another helper. And don't worry, any power you need, he'll just take care of it. You just relax. If you ever need healing, he'll be your healing power. No, in fact, the Bible says in Psalm 107 verse 20 that God sent his word and healed us. He sent his word and healed us. Now, if the Holy Ghost is the spirit of truth and he's going to guide us into all truth, when Jesus said in John seventeen seventeen, sanctify them, meaning the church, believers, you and me, sanctify them through thy truth, thy word is truth, then doesn't it make sense that Jesus is saying, or do you not understand, that Jesus is saying that one of the major works of the Holy Ghost is to guide us into the word? So where is he going to quicken us? In the word. Now the word quicken, as I said, I I think I said, forgive me if I didn't. The word quicken in the Greek means to make alive. It's exactly the same word used in the Hebrew. uh, Well, exactly the same meaning for the word that's used in the Hebrew that's translated quicken. I'm going to look back at some things that, uh, that David said. There's hundreds of times that the word is used in the Old Testament. But I'm going to take one psalm. It's a long one. Psalm 119. And I want you to see what David said about the quickening work of God or what he's looking for God to quicken him in. Psalm 119 verse 25. My soul cleaveth unto the dust, quicken thou me according to thy word. He seemed to understand something about the quickening power or the quickening area of the Holy Ghost. Verse 37 Of Psalm 119. Turn away mine eyes from beholding vanity. And quicken thou me in thy way. Well what is the way of God? Is it revealed in his word? It's another way of saying the same thing. Look at verse 40. Behold I have longed after thy precepts. That means the word of God. Quicken me in thy righteousness. Where is he going to learn about the righteousness of God? It's in the word. He said so. The next one is verse 88. Quicken me after thy loving kindness, so I shall keep the testimony of thy mouth. Quicken me after thy loving kindness. Quicken me according to your mercy. Where do we find out about the mercy of God? Isn't it revealed in the word? The next one is is verse 107. I am afflicted very much. Quicken me, O Lord, according to thy word. Where's his answer? David seems to think the answer is in the word. For whatever affliction, whatever problem he's in. The next one is verse 149. Hear my voice according to thy loving kindness, O Lord. Quicken me according to thy judgment. In the word of God the judgment of God? Next one is verse 154. Plead my cause and deliver me. Quicken me according to thy word. There it is again. Verse 156. Great are thy tender mercies, O Lord. Quicken me according to thy judgments. Finally, in verse 159. Consider how I love thy precepts. That means the word. Quicken me, O Lord, according to thy loving kindness. One of the things that, um, and I didn't get this when it was happening. I, I, please don't misunderstand me. I'm not saying I had this figured out at the time that it was taking place. It took me a long time, and I missed a lot of the road signs trying to uh, in in understanding, coming to the understanding of the quickening power of the Holy Ghost. But if the Holy Ghost' job is to help us, and you need healing, then if he's going to guide you into truth, that would include guiding you into the truth of healing, wouldn't it? he's going to be your helper he'll guide you into the truth of healing well how does god guide us into the truth of healing how does he guide us into the things that we need to know to receive our healing well we've seen over and over again including jesus ministry that the vast majority of people were healed on their own faith which means they were healed on a basis of knowledge of god's word so if he's going to quicken you if he's going to be your helper to lead you into healing the vast majority of the time he's going to be helping you and making alive to you the word of God. Now when I was 15 years old. And, and again like I said. I didn't get this at the time. Boy I wish I had. Man I, I'd be light years ahead of where I am now. When I was 15 years old. I grew up in the Baptist church. Was not filled with the Holy Ghost. Didn't know anything about being filled with the Holy Ghost. Except the Baptist church said it was of the devil. And I came upon a situation where I wanted something. And... um there was no spiritual value to it. There was no life lesson to learn. Now I can see the life lesson, but I sure missed it at the time. There was no life lesson to, to be learned by me having this thing that I wanted. It was just for me. It didn't pertain to anybody else. It was just for me. And I didn't know enough of the Bible to receive anything. I didn't even know you could receive anything from God. I knew you were supposed to read your Bible, and I knew you were supposed to pray. But if anybody ever got answers to prayer, we never talked about it. It was just one of those exercises that, well, we're Christians. This is what we're supposed to do. And, um, but there was one thing that I knew, and, and I, I maybe it was because of the relationship I had or lack thereof with my own father. Somehow or another, I had heard some scripture. Couldn't have told you where it was to save my life. But I had heard that the Bible says that God will be a better father to his children than we will be to ours. I didn't have a chapter and verse. I didn't have any word to claim. But concerning this thing, I started asking God and stumbling around trying to figure out because the devil's right there on my shoulder telling me you're selfish. You're just asking for yourself that you shouldn't be interested in this and so on and so forth. And finally, I just stopped in the middle of my prayer and, and, and just got real with God. And I said, now, Father, if my son came to me, didn't have one, 15 years old, I said, but if I was a father and I had a son and he came to me and asked me for this, and if I could do it for him, I would. Now, if you're supposed to be a better father to us than we are to our own children, then there's no reason why you wouldn't do this for me. Now, I don't know what you think about that kind of prayer. I didn't say, if it be thy will. I didn't fall into the Baptist patterns that I had learned growing up, which that was the big one, if it be thy will, Lord. I didn't do any of that kind of stuff. I just talked and got real serious and real with God for just a few moments. And when I did that, I can remember just as clear as day. There was a peace that settled in over me. Kind of scared me. Never, never really had that peace before. But there was a peace that settled in over me. And somehow or another, I was just satisfied. Well, that's all I can do. I wish I could say I was satisfied that it was done. But I didn't know enough about things being done to know. But I I was satisfied and settled in the fact that that's all that I can do. That's the best prayer I can pray. So I got up off my knees. I was kneeling by my bed before I went to bed at night. Got up off my knees, got in bed, and I had an urge. Never had one before, but uh, but I had an urge to thank God for the answer. Well, I didn't have the answer, so I didn't really know how to do that. I didn't know anything about faith. I'd, at that point in time, I'd never heard the, the term faith used in any sense or any manner other than salvation. I certainly didn't know it was a means or a principle of receiving from God or anything in those terms. But I had, a, I had an urge, just a simple quickening, to thank God for the answer. Thank him for hearing me. So I just thanked him for hearing me. I said, well, thank you, Lord, for hearing me. I didn't thank him for the answer. I didn't thank him because it was done. I just thanked him for hearing me. Next night, it's time to go to bed. So I knelt down beside my bed, started to pray the same thing over again about, oh, Lord, I want this. And there was a lot of reasons that I could had thought of and obstacles and, and uh, hindrances to, to, you know, the devil try to tell you it won't work because of this and that and the other. And so I started to get in there, and I just stopped, and I said, no, nah, I prayed about this last night. I'm not going to pray about it anymore. And I didn't realize that was a quickening of the Holy Ghost. I didn't realize that that was the Spirit of God making alive a principle to me that is so clear and so well understood to me now. I didn't know. So I got in bed, did the same thing I did the night before. don't remember being prompted to do it this time, but I just said, thank you, Lord, for hearing me last night. And that was it. Well, in a matter of, I don't know, a week, maybe 10 days, whenever it was, I got the thing that I asked for. And boy, I mean to tell you, when it happened, it was like a personal gift from God to me. But I didn't do anything else with it. I didn't stop and say, that's how you pray. I didn't stop and examine it and say, now, wait a minute. What were those feelings or impressions that I had? What was that quickening? Didn't know the word quicken was in the Bible. I don't guess. I didn't know to to, or didn't take the time to examine it and say, wait a minute. I really hit up on something. This is the first answered prayer I've ever had. I wonder about that. Why didn't I do that? Why didn't I stop and say, first answer I ever got, I better check and see how I got it. But I didn't. Fast forward nine years. I've been in Bible school for one month and I'm facing a financial crisis. I've got to come up with the rest of the year's tuition in 10 days. It looked like all the money in the world to me. I put it off about... Oh, fourteen hours before I prayed about it, I waited till the next morning. Now, at this time, like I said, I'm first uh, first year Rhema student. I've been in Bible school for about a month, so I know just a uh, just barely more than I did ten nine years before, when I was fifteen. Thought I knew a lot more, but I didn't. But I did know the principles of Mark eleven twenty three and twenty four as far as the, the prayer of faith is concerned. So when the time came, the next morning, and I prayed about it. I heard Brother Hagin say already that uh, that he didn't pray about things right away. He lets them sit a little bit before he prays. I found that to be a great help to me. I think a lot of times people run off and pray too quick before they've had a chance to hear from God. Or at least give him a chance to speak. But anyway, next morning came along. I got in the shower and uh, started to uh, talk to the Lord about it. And so I just said, well, uh, Lord, I guess I better pray about this. I had two things. I remember two things specifically. Now, the other situation I'd had nine years before, and it, it's not like I, I can draw it to my memory now, but it's not like it's stuck in my memory. It's not like I remembered it to be a, a victory. It's just uh, thinking back on it, I realized that's the first answer prayer I've ever got. But it made no impact on me at the time. But concerning this financial need, I remember thinking two things. Number one, I know I'm supposed to be here. And you wouldn't have brought me here to make me turn around and go home after a month. And if the money doesn't come through, I've got to turn around and go home. So the first thing, the first principle I had was I had a confidence that God didn't want me to turn around and go home, that he had me there for a reason. The second thing is that I at least knew Mark eleven twenty four. So I said, Lord, you said in your word, whatsoever things I desire, what I desire is the money for the rest of my year's tuition, Whatsoever things I desire, when I pray, believe that I receive those things and I'll have those things. So in Jesus' name, I claim X amount of dollars, the amount that I needed, in 10 days, by the time this due, in Jesus' name, and I believe I receive it now, thank you. That's it. That's all I had. And that was enough. There was a quickening to the Holy Ghost, a quickening um, of the Spirit of God, and to be honest with you, I, I, I'd have to say that the quickening was more on knowing that God wanted me there than knowing Mark eleven twenty four. But I knew he didn't send me out there to maybe turn around and go home. He had moved in a supernatural way to get me there. What's the point in going for a month? Moved everything I owned, which wasn't much. <laughs> Got it in a little car. Well, it wouldn't make sense to turn around after a month and take it all back home. Back to Alabama. God doesn't want anybody to go back to Alabama. <laughs> there was something about that. There was a quickening to that. There was something about the knowledge that God wanted me there that was alive, that became alive in a different way than it, than it had before. Well, the money came in. Fast forward another few years. We've started the church. I'm believing God for something that's uh, virtually impossible well out of the range of our ability to bring it in or to perform it. And just as I woke up in the morning, now at that time I'd been walking in the Word for, oh, what would have been uh, seven years maybe, something like that. I mean studying every day and praying every day and really, really being committed to God. And just at that place right between being awake and asleep, as I woke up, The Lord spoke something to me. The Spirit of the Lord quickened something to me. And here's what he said. He said, Faithful is he that calleth you who will also bring it to pass. Now, when I heard that, as I woke up, my mind took hold of that. I knew it was the Holy Ghost speaking something to me. And I thought, Well, that sounds familiar. That's got to be in the Bible somewhere. But I couldn't have told you to save my life where it was. I found it over in... 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 24. But the King James says it this way. Faithful is he that calleth you who will also do it. I started looking up other translations and I found out that that word do it or phrase do it means to perform it or to complete it. Well, that means bring it to pass, doesn't it? I've always been convinced ever since then that the translators missed that verse. The Holy Ghost told me what it was really supposed to be and from that moment it didn't happen overnight it wasn't even in a matter of a couple of weeks it held me steady for several months but from that moment forward there was a quickening there was something about God being on my side in that situation knowing what I'm believing for the Holy Ghost being my helper there's something about that that became alive that wasn't there before it held me steady since the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he'll quicken your mortal bodies. How's he going to do that? Every time I've had the Holy Ghost quicken me, it's always been by the word. It's always been by the word. Another time when I was believing God for some money for the church, and boy, it was a lot of money, we were in a building program, hanging on by a thread, and we needed a bunch of money by the end of the year, and the end of the year was coming in a hurry. I'd been confessing every day, all year long, that by the end of the year, we'd have so many so much money to put us over and to finish the the thing that we needed well in January that's an easy confession all the way through June and July no sweat starts getting around September and October and the money's not there that confession becomes a little bit shakier but in December I held fast my confession in December I got in the shower I do a lot of my talking to God in the shower so I'm in the shower in the morning, and I made my confession, and I'm down. I feel like it's not working. From every appearance, it's not going to work, and, and uh, the time is so short now that how could it possibly work and so forth. But there was a quickening work of the Holy Ghost that took place. And all of a sudden, I said, and I, 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 uh, I started off in my own power and the Holy Ghost took up with me. I started off by saying, now, Lord, you said in Mark chapter 11, verse 23, this is just as dry as I, when I call something dry, you know it's dry. (laughs) There was no feeling, there was no emotion, at least no positive one attached to this. But I said, now, Lord, just reminded him of his word. Now, Lord, you said that whosoever saith unto this mountain, be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea. And shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he says shall come to pass. He'll have whatsoever he saith. And as soon as I finished quoting that verse, just as dead and as dry as possible. Not on purpose. That's just the way I was feeling. But as soon as I finished quoting that verse, there was a quickening power of the Holy Ghost. And it dawned on me. It was like my eyes were open. And it's like, well, dummy, you've been saying it for a year. And I realized there's no way in the world this could fail to come to pass. There was a quickening of the Holy Ghost, not by my thinking. It was a supernatural work. He quickened me according to his word. And I realized I stiffened, straightened up and stiffened my back a little bit and said, now, wait a minute, Lord, I've been making this confession all year long. Doesn't matter how I felt while I was saying it. Doesn't matter how I feel about it now. I've been saying this all year long. If your word is true, then this is already done. Man, I got happy then. And within a matter of a couple of weeks, the money that we needed came in. Just the way that I've been saying all year long. Folks, that quickening, if I hadn't had that quickening work of the Holy Ghost to put me over, I don't know if I'd made it through those last few weeks. Just don't know. About eight months ago, just in that place between waking up, between being asleep and waking up, my mind picked up on what the Holy Ghost was saying, and he said this. said i will redeem your life from destruction now these were scriptures that i had been quoting these are scriptures i've been meditating on psalm 103 bless the lord O my soul and forget not all of his benefits who forgiveth all thine iniquities who healeth all thy diseases who redeemeth thy life from destruction and crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercy but it's something different when the lord says it to you It's one thing when you're saying it to him, but it's something different when he says it to you. There's a quickening power. There's a a living power to it, a quickening agent of the Holy Ghost. And that's what he said, who redeemeth thy life from destruction. That's all he said. Man, ever since then, I've been flying high. Now, what's the difference when I was saying it and when he said it? If the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he'll quicken your mortal body quicken your mortal body. I can tell you story after story. There was a situation where um, I acted too quickly. This was, oh, almost 20 years ago, I guess. Situation where I would acted too quickly and didn't know the, the particulars of, of the circumstances and so forth. And I made a commitment to help somebody and, and came to realize, boy, I've really stepped in it. This was a big mistake, but I'm already on the hook. I've made the, the commitment. My word's out there, unless I can get released from my word, which I knew was going to be tough, I'm in trouble. Because now I've signed on for a lot more than I intended for this to be. I was walking out to the car from the office, walking in my car. And again, this goes back to some other scriptures that I've been meditating on. The last uh, few verses of Psalm 91. Because he has set his love upon me, I will deliver him. As I was walking out to my car, the Lord quoted part of that verse to me. Because you've set your love upon me, I'll deliver you. And boy, he got me out of that situation so smoothly and so easily, it just it made my head spin. And I mean, I was in trouble. Again, there's a quickening work to the Holy Ghost. How be it when he, the Spirit of truth, has come, he'll guide you into all truth. The Spirit of truth is your helper. How is he your helper? He quickens the truth of the word to you. That's one of the greatest benefits I've ever found in meditating in the Word. And I wish I could say it happens every day or every week or every, even every month, but it doesn't and really doesn't need to. We like for it to be that way to uh, satisfy our feelings. But it doesn't need to be that way. It happen, but it does happen when we need the help. It's always at the right time and it's always just enough to put us over. Since the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he'll quicken your mortal body. How's he going to do that? By quickening you according to the word of God. There's a quickening power to the Holy Ghost, folks. We need to quit looking for the Holy Ghost to do the work for us and realize that our faith is enough to get us over and he'll help us when we need it. Amen? Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for the Holy Ghost. He is our helper. He's our strengthener, He's our comforter, He's our standby. He's our intercessor, He's our advocate. Thank you, Father, that He's the Spirit of truth and He guides us into all truth. He guides us into the reality of the Word. And for those of us that need healing, Father, He guides us into the reality of healing. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for showing us things to come. Thank you for quickening the Word of God to us, taking that Word that we've placed in our hearts. And make it a living thing. A living breathing thing. That cannot be changed. All we know the truth is. The word of God is truth. We know that it's unchanging. We know that it's eternal. But Holy Spirit. We trust in you to make it alive. So it's not just words on a page. We ask you Lord. By the spirit of God. To add to our faith. This living element, this quickening work of the Holy Spirit to put us over. Lord, we thank you that you're on our side. We don't have to talk you into helping us, but you're ever-present to give us what we need. And Lord, we'll walk by faith. When we don't have a special word from the Lord or a special quickening from the Holy Ghost on something, we realize that you and your goodness see that we don't need the help, that our faith is already at work. But Holy Spirit, we confess, we love it when you make the word real. Have your way in us, Lord. Holy Spirit, we give you free reign. We thank you for being our helper, for guiding us into all truth, and for showing us things to come. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, God bless you. Thank you for being with us.